done one of these in two weeks. Because we've been away. Both of us. So people knew that you were going to Halifax. People knew I was going to Florida. How was your trip to Halifax? We haven't to see talked the... about that, eh? No, because we we didn't do one the, the week after because I was in Florida. Oh. So how were the Haligonians? Oh, well, I didn't get to see much of Halifax. I mean, I, I um, arrived at night. I right. went for a sushi with Alicia. Oh, that's good. And then the next day, Alicia down at her studio. Right. I walked down. Yes. And I had coffee at a little cafe called Cafe Lara. Okay. And that was really cute. And um, just saw that it was a, like sort of a well-organized city. Okay. Um, not many people walking on the streets. Right. Um, just trying to use my GPS and keeping my phone yeah. charged. charged. Yeah, that's always a thing. Eh? <laughs> that was like my biggest worry. Oh yeah, always have a battery in your pocket. I don't really like traveling to a city that where I don't know anybody. Oh, believe me. It's, yes, I know. <laughs> it's easier when somebody can show you around or drive yeah. you around or yeah, of course. stuff like that but I managed um, and then it was um, a little bit hard to know the museum wasn't uh, open the art gallery the main art gallery yeah, wasn't open on Mondays so I just spent two nights at an Airbnb yes and um, took a taxi, and the taxi was like all told was a 100 and um, it was like 65 and 60. So yeah, that's just 125 bucks. Yeah, that's about what that's I would think. A lot. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, so um, we took the bus back, and it just started snowing and snowing and snowing and I thought I would wasn't going to get out. Yeah, you'd be stuck um, in Halifax. Then. And the buses had switched to their all-season tires and the bus couldn't make it up oh my the, God. the hill. Almost. That's right, it's a hilly, it's a hilly place. It took, it took a long time, it finally did. It just snowed all night. Right. Airbnb was nice, but it was too much of a pretty place for me. Like it's too, <laughs> it was too, it's like a, a, a man's hideaway loft penthouse kind of place. It's just like. <laughs> And Austin Powers live there. Don know? Draper, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the gallery where Alicia had her artwork was beautiful. Right. We went to um, get some water, some seawater from the bay. Okay. And I, so I saw the the uh, docks, uh, 
Right. It was really nice. The waterfront was beautiful. Were there any naval vessels there? They usually. Yeah, I saw the naval vessel. It's kind of weird. It's like, I wait, a picture we've got a navy. From, from a <laughs> big forgot. hill. Yeah. Um, I thought about getting the email from you. Yes. Getting Megan's yeah. email. You told me that she offered to give me a tour. Uh, for sure. But she nobody audience. contacted me, so I didn't have any information. Oh, damn, I should have forwarded that to you. So... Well, she does. Li she does listen. So uh, yeah, Megan. I'm next time, sorry. next time we're in Halifax. If like I don't, I didn't know how to do this. I, right. I thought, I thought about when I was there. I should ask Dave. Try to contact her, but then I wasn't sure how much time I had. No, there's also that. I you probably wouldn't have enough time. Like you were there for a very brief period, right? I would have had if we had planned if, it if, a if, bit. Yeah, yeah. If, like it would have been. Well, that's to me. Sorry about that. A good thing, but sure. it's just that my day was dedicated to Alicia, sure. and um, I wanted to be there when she needed me, sort of thing. Right. No, I understand. So. I understand. I had some anti-time to kill and I did not know what to do really. I was right. just kind of aimlessly going to the Blue Nose, right. you know, for lunch and, uh, and that wasn't like, that was good, but that wasn't like super, like it was the, the best experience of my life. It was just kind of, <laughs> well, no. I had a clam chowder and it was good, chowder. I guess. Yeah. And a lobster roll. That was so, okay. So, so you're saying going to a mid-level old seafood restaurant well, wasn't the best I experience of your life? I wish they really played what they are, you know, instead of always, I guess, like, I have Gordon Ramsay's <laughs> voice in my head, you know? Like, you don't know what you have. You take what you have for granted, basically. Oh, sure. It could be a wonderful experience. I mean, it's Nascad is right there. It's a beautiful place. So I don't understand why they're set in 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 late the late eighties, beginning of nineties. Right. Know? That's like, the last time I was there. I just I don't I don't I don't understand that. I mean, I I have never owned a restaurant, so I can't know. No, of course you not. Know, I know Fresh, that local. I get set in my ways myself, yeah. Yeah. you know, so yeah. that's the only way that I can relate to this. Sure. Like, yeah. I get I start loving a pair of pants and the, that <laughs> pant, pair of pants is going to stay with me forever. You I know? start loving a pair of pants. <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> and then, of course, there was the bad weather on the way back and you almost, well, you had, your plane left three and a half hours late, right, from Halifax? Yeah. And you had a three and a half hour layover in Toronto that turned yeah. into a run I, to the I wasn't plane. sure if I was going to make my transfer. Yeah. No, the thing was about that. I was going to leave my car at the airport so yes. that I have my car when I come back. Yes. But a new friend of mine uh, offered me to drive me. But yes. the thing is, she had friends coming on the Tuesday for dinner. Yes. So I felt bad that not knowing if I would get in on time. Yes. And that she had, that was something happening for her. And she offered to drive me. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
That was so annoying. But why did I say yes? I should have said no, 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 no. I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll drive myself. Anyway, it ended up that I told her it's okay. Don't don't come pick me up. Go to your dinner. Right. And I found, thank goodness, Jackie was yes. available. And Ken, Jackie and Ken are our friends. Ken was driving you to the airport that night. That night. And. Jackie came and got me. Yeah. So and like 20 minutes later, like Ken came to take me to a my crazy my day of yeah. of airline travel. I I never do these kinds of things, but I had promised my friend Alicia that I would go and see her show, her master's show at NASCAD. Yeah. So her show was interesting. She uh, used big uh, pieces of material to. Um, she gave a visual of the tides in, in the bay, so she, she looked at measurements mm -hmm. um, somewhere the, in, at the Halifax sea level measurement board or whatever. Yes. They give those sort of metrics and she, she collected those and looked at that and, and, and made uh, salt lines onto big fabrics and the salt lines were in themselves beautiful formations beautiful yes. expressions okay so she did that and uh, she had also a little um, grid of um, bits of material dipped in salt that she made onto the wall sounds delicious um, and she had this test tube where she would pour seawater that she collected every day with a different friend. She would walk with a, with a friend to harvest some seawater and then pour it. So her exhibit had this component of, right. of, of change uh, every day. There was a little bit of a change happening in, in the room. Gotcha. Thing. Gotcha. So I was there to to help her finalize the details of her show and right. she wanted to add a few bits and I, th I thought no it looks good like this you know like right. why why do anything else why add more because I had had this problem about it wasn't a problem for me for me adding more looked looked good it, I thought it was fine it didn't satisfy the minimalists in in our Department, like Andrew Testa that visited for and taught some courses for uh, a six months period. Okay. He, he didn't like that I had too much stuff in my show, but he's a minimalist. Like he only, he's kind of a gallerist. He just makes shows for galleries. He doesn't like too much, you know, it's, it's right. things have to be sort of clinical and sciencey looking and, and mine was like a, a brick a brack or a <laughs> yard sale kind of thing. <laughs> so that was the opposite <coughs> of what we liked. Anyway, yes. I thought her show would look better with less in it and it did. And good. she got good notes for that. Good. That it was restrained. They love that, and okay. it's hard to understand what a 
Alicia does because when they're at the MFA level they start trying to do things that are concept based mostly okay. because they have to write about it and they have to present research and yes has to be thought out yes. a lot and uh, so it's it's more along these lines okay. of things yeah right and I, uh, so I went to Florida, and uh, the night before I flew to Toronto. This is the first time in my life all my flights were perfect. It was amazing. Um, so I flew to uh, Toronto the first night and stayed at the Alt Hotel, which is a really groovy hotel by the airport. Uh, but then, and the next day, I got up and I went, got through security and through customs pretty quickly, and then I texted Maddie. She was over in Terminal 3, and because customs took so long in Terminal 3, a lot of people missed their flights, including Maddie. So she had to rebook her Delta flights down, uh, which was a nightmare, in a way. I mean, once everything was worked out, she was fine, but she was kind of freaking out, because I mean, why wouldn't you? I'd freak out too. Um, I helped her out a bit, and um, so that worked out, and... Uh, she didn't get to the conference hotel till like 11 o'clock at night on on the Wednesday, and the conference started at 7 o'clock in the evening. But uh, excuse me. The nice thing was I uh, we did get to hang out, of course. We shared a room, and her talk went really well. So that was good. And uh, what was it about? Uh, it's about. Uh, neurons, uh, uh, there's a brain activation, let's say, called cluster N in um, uh, migratory birds, and it was about how you get that to be active, under what conditions is it active, and it's, it is active when, Addie has discovered, it is active when they're in migratory restlessness, and it's dark. It doesn't work if they're not in migratory restlessness and it's dark. It also doesn't work if you cover their eyes, which is very strange because detecting magnetic fields shouldn't depend on your eyes being covered or not. So there's there's some interaction there. Between the um, Bet enzyme and, well, between, and the magnetic field? Well, there's between seeing something, I, it's like that kind of turns on the system and then the it detects. The cluster is an enzyme. No, not really. It's kind of a zinc. You're thinking of zinc. Zinc is the gene that's expressed. The cl cluster N is this, it's a pattern of activation. It's not a brain area. I thought it was a brain area until Maddie gave her talk. It's actually not a brain area, but it is a pattern of brain of neural activation in migratory songbirds. By an enzyme, she told me. Yeah, by, uh, yes, yes. Okay, I misunderstood what you meant. Okay, I totally misunderstood. And then she counts the little clusters that are activated by this enzyme. Right. Like she counts the, the number of cells that have fired, yes. basically. Yes. So it's, it was kind of neat and kind of really neat, actually. It was a really cool talk. And Maddie gives a good talk. Maddie gives a really good talk. She's very good at it. Um, she answers questions really easily. Well, she's a second-year PhD student. She should be able to do that by now, but she's always been like that. When she was an undergrad at that conference, she gave a good talk. So. Okay, I'll make sure I have my stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, you got your phone, right? I can text you? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Wallet, keys, phone. Obviously, I'm holding my phone. Okay. Okay. I'll there see you in a bit. I'll try. Okay. So berries are okay again? Uh, yeah, but not blackberries. Not blackberries. Blueberries and Blueberries. Uh, strawberries. Strawberries. But not blackberries, because racist. Alright, see you in a bit. Oh man, is it ever nice out. Is it ever nice out. Oh, is it ever a nightmare in there? Day before Easter, everybody shot but once. All right. You're done. You're out. It's done. And you're out before like more. Oh, it's are going coming. to be worse. Yes, we went early. 
Yeah. It's good we went early. But when I walked in there, I thought to myself, my God, it's a madhouse. These people would stand here talking for an hour. Yeah. Because they obviously know each other, so they can't talk other times. They have to talk now in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people in there. So, what was I saying? It's how people catch up. I guess. I guess. But as I've said many times, this is the time, whenever it's before a holiday, it's it's the time of the um, people who don't shop normally because they're, they're, they're suddenly tasked with making a big dinner. <laughs> John wanted me to do a turkey. I'm not cooking a turkey tomorrow. No. I bought a ham. Oh. Okay, we can have ham. Does he like ham? Well, he better. I think he does, yeah. He likes ham like in sandwiches and stuff. Yeah. So we'll have that. I don't want to roast a turkey. Okay. And we can make pea soup the next day. Are we going to the LCB? Yeah. Okay. We can make pea soup the next day, right? Oh, pea soup. Yeah. I love pea soup. Yeah, me too. Well, you, you're contractually obliged to like pea soup, but... Yeah. I'm only a quarter contractually obliged to like pea soup. But yeah. So, so, the other day... <laughs> I don't know what I'm sneezing about. It could be just allergies because it's the spring. Anyway. The other day, I was in the store, and a guy comes up to me and starts commenting on the clothes oh, I'm yes. wearing. Yes, yes. Which was weird. I was wearing like joggers, those pants. For those yeah. of you who don't know, but I think most people know what those are. And then he comes up to me and he says, how could you even bend your legs in those? So I bent my leg all the way up and touched, you know. How do you get in them? They're so tight. I said, they're pants. The way you get in them is you put your foot in them. They're designed. That's a design feature of pants. But then I realized the guy is like, who the fuck is he? And he's like, look, I'm no fashion plate, but I'm sitting there. I'm not doing anything. I'm not hurting anybody. Why does he have to comment on the clothes I'm wearing? And now, not that I'm saying it's anything similar to anything, but it must be horrible being a woman lots of times <laughs> because this guy, because men do that all the time, right? <laughs> They used to. Yeah, less, not, less now. They're not doing it less as much now. now. But, uh, hashtag me too. Yes. I don't know. Well, no, if you want to say to yourself what people are wearing, like, I want, people afterwards... People do it online. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Smile. Afterwards, I, uh... Like, I thought to my... Like, he's, he's an old guy. He's probably 70. And I think because of the clothes I was wearing, he thought I was a lot younger. When I turned around and looked at him, I wanted to look at him and say, you know, that's yeah. that's doctor, why are your pants so tight? <laughs> Fuckhead. Stupid old bastard. Like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have old brown man, <laughs> old brown man pants, man, uh, old, what the fuck, I can't even say it. Those joggers look stuff. good on you. You're, well, that's I, well, you always buy them. Except also, sometimes you forget to tuck in the back of your pockets yes, so they kind of stick out in one shop. I know. Sometimes. I know. There's a student that has a kid that's always telling me that. Your pockets. Yes. And I say, you're, you're a parent, aren't you? Because other students don't do that. Like, so you're, you're used to telling someone, duck your shirt in and things like that. No, I like those pants. And they're also actually the most comfortable kind of pants that I have. Mm -hmm. But it's beside the point. What gave old bastard... Whoa, we just to avoid a pothole there. And like, guys, we're talking about an 18-inch deep pothole. <laughs> I was... 
<laughs> Seriously, it's about 18 inches deep by the looks of it. Um, like, I just don't understand, old man in your brown pants. You know, it's like the time I, I saw two guys, it was a really, it was a good looking young guy, about 20 in the mall. And he was very sort of metrosexual looking, as they used to say in the early aughts. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and two guys wearing old sweatpants and and high school football jackets, but they're in their thirties with mullets, are saying, "I wouldn't go out of the house dressed like that." It's like, dude, you you really are a thing. But uh, anyway, that was weird. It was just weird, and it didn't bother me at the time. It bothered me later. I thought, what gives him the right? Why you know? Typically, the only thing people comment on are my high top Converse, and they usually say, "I don't see those that often." I said that in the airport, which was fine. It's like, yeah, they're the greatest shoes ever. And, uh, or like a, a, a cap and it has like a logo on it. And if it's a team they like, or a team they jokingly, they dislike or whatever. But people don't usually say, why are you wearing those pants? What kind of, fuck you. I thought of all kinds of things, horrible things to say to him later, but it was too late. Like, I felt like going back in the store, finding the guy and saying, look, you piece of crap. Oh, it's not worth it. No, it wouldn't be worth it. It would be satisfying in a way. But people who wouldn't know the backstory would think it was me making fun of an old man, which is what it would be. But I mean, I'm 53 years old. It's not like I'm a child. Not that entitles me to anything. It's just, it's an odd thing. Like, I wouldn't walk up to a guy wearing a suit and say, nice tie, asshole. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Of course it doesn't matter. It was just weird. I know. You're, you're allowed, though, to feel that way. It's not right. No, you don't do that. It's just not a thing you do. Yeah. You can... If you do, it's obviously from from that time when you could do all of that. <laughs> you know? Like, it's... <laughs> It's, there's these, a reason. These punk kid 53-year-olds in their crazy tight pants and high-top running shoes, I'll show them. Back off. <laughs> it was very strange. It was a, it was... He's, he's of the time when, when people made those comments about men's hair and men's lapels and men's sized pants. Yeah, he, he's probably he's probably the kind of guy that used to say, you, know, you can't tell. skirt tight and You can't tell the boys from clothes. the girls anymore because their hair's so long. He was probably like that. Like, probably men voted. used to wear tights in like the 1500s. <laughs> well, no, it's not, they aren't, first of all, they're not they tights and secondly, like, it's not the 1500s. Like silk but. socks that were so tight on their legs. Yeah. Like up to their mid thigh and then they have like balloon kind of pants on top yeah because i want to dress like george washington <laughs> <laughs> i cannot tell a lie <laughs> so many good possible titles
So that's done already, which is good. Yeah, right there, the woman in the in the, the cashier. She commented on my hat. Because she's a hamster. Yeah. Also, it's hot. So we'll turn that down. And yeah, that's fine. Anyway, I'm over that now. So homeward bound, and it's only 10:30. There you go. You're going to go for a bike ride around 2:33. Okay, that's fine. There. Okay. Yes, we're back out. The bikes are. I cleaned them up. I took took them in from the shed. I took them out from the shed, rather. Cleaned them, relubed the chains. You can lift my seat up. I already did. Good. And uh, yes, because Isabel got used to riding John's bike, which has a seat up higher, of course. And then she got on her bike, which was much lower. Oh, Boston Pizza is gone. It's called Chuck's Roadhouse. Oh. Wonder if that's the same. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not franchise opportunity available. Oh. Okay. Well, Boston Pizza is garbage, so... I mean, I don't like anybody losing their job or anything. Uh, I had the best pizza I've had in years. Yeah? Boston Pizza. Really? Last time in Halifax. No shit! Okay. Yeah, and it was spicy hot. Uh-huh. And the crust was perfect. Really? There were little cherry tomatoes in it. Huh. And um, that's surprising. It was like with some calabrese or chorizo uh, sausage. It was so yeah. good. Okay. I'm very surprised. Yeah, because, me too. I was so surprised. Because Boston pizza typically, I mean, whenever I've had it, it's not even like serviceable chain pizza. Mm -hmm. It's usually awful. Like, and it's expensive. So you pay a bunch of money and go, this isn't very good. It's like, you know, Domino's is not very good, but it's still okay. Whereas when I've had Boston pizza, it's like, well, I could have just heated up a Delicio frozen pizza and it would have been pretty close. Yeah. You know, maybe <laughs> sprinkle a little extra cheese on it. Basically, except that it cost me $19. What the hell's going on? So, huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Surprising as well. So, yes. I'm going to um, meet with Guru oh, mm. Brigade um, at um, noon today at my studio. Okay. Meet me with who? She's um, the owner of Bayview Pottery in Batchelana oh. uh, Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She used to be part of a big arts community. Yes, I remember. You telling me about her, yes. Yeah. You used to go visit her a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Batchelana Bay. Yeah, yeah. But she needed to talk too much. Okay. I mean, she's wonderful. Understand. She, she's so lonely over there. Well, sure. It's far. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's a seasonal place. Yeah. In the summer, it's it's got tons of people because it's sort of a camping, fishing, all that outdoorsy gateway town. -ish it's thing. cheaper to live there. Oh, God. You can heat with a wood stove. Yes. And she has a beautiful sort of German-style house. Right. 
it's amazing right she has a little um place she can rent out mm -hmm. to people that's pretty cool um and she's a, a very kind of business-minded person okay but uh so i was trying to learn pottery and she taught me so well but there was always too much talking around me i just needed to be more quiet yeah and less talky talky more pottery pottery throwing <laughs> is you know to me it's kind of a very meditative thing and right all my feelings and emotions would go through my hands and yes. i'd make mistakes after mistakes and so i was losing <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was wasting I my time i got you driving sure you know, 40 45 kilometers. minutes to go up there and then it's like what am i doing yeah i got you so it it, it became counterproductive after a while sure and uh, but it looks like she's coming into town a lot more her husband has um, problems with his eyes now and okay he's much older than her yes I remember you starting to take care of him and she's starting to take care of herself a lot more and well, that's good she, she goes to Weight Watchers and she's she's got um, she feels like she wants to walk more like be more helping herself, you know. Yeah. She, she, the business, and, and I understand what happens when you, you're hustling to make your business grow. Yes. It's an all-consuming thing. Sure, you I know? imagine. If yeah. You're not careful. You're gonna, you're gonna burn yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, she's coming to pick up that the little uh, loom I have that I'm not going to use. I don't like it. The small loom. So I'm going to give it to her. It's like a tabletop loom. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll she'll find something to do with it and okay. she'll like it. Excuse me. Right. She's way more crafty than I am. She, she knows everybody. You are wearing a poncho that you yeah. used, however. Like I like the big looms. The big looms are cool. Yeah. It takes a long time to uh, install the the warp into. Okay. It's, it's like the base of your of your weaving. It takes. Well, it took me a, a month last time. I'm working on, on another one right now at home and it's taking me weeks and weeks. I do a little bit at a time. Yeah, but that's fine. Uh, I want to make some rugs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm setting up the loom right now. Right. I prefer that. Like I prefer working, tugging away anytime I feel like that's right. No, that's what you said that from the beginning when you got the loom. Yeah. You said I want this to be something I can do to oh, take a break from watching TV or at night or yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It shouldn't be something like you know. It's not like you're living in in, in I don't know some place where the people work doing that by hand eight to eight and ten hours a day. Yeah. You know. I'm uh, I'm also taking lessons with. Russ yeah. in his studio and with that one I go faster 
social facilitation yeah. that goes on if one and person's then working, each you need person to. Yeah. goes to see what they're doing. That's right. Oh, how's it coming along? Oh, it looks beautiful. Oh, I like the colors you've picked. Oh, yeah, let's fix that. All you need to do is this, and you know, like yeah. things like that. They they're sharing things about their kids, about my oldest is going to university in London or whatever. Yeah. So like things like that. That's you talking right there. Um, she has <laughs> one too. Oh yeah? Yeah. Tell her to take so. animal behavior. Maddie's probably teaching it next year. <laughs> you know that, eh? That Maddie might be actually teaching a class next Wonderful. year. Wonderful. Well, that's neat. I think it's good that you're, you know, you're looming it up. Your old friend, give her a loom. You got looms to spare. That's another good title, looms to spare. <laughs> so many good titles. Dress yeah, like George Washington. She'll visit my studio and um, maybe I can tell her about the, the kiln we have. You got a kiln? Yeah, we have a kiln at 180 and it's kind of sitting there. Right. It needs to be repaired. Feels like if there were people that were interested in in having it yeah. uh, going. Yes. If there was a potter that was interested in having their studio, it feels like it would be so difficult to set that up. I guess, yeah. But, it doesn't uh, sound like something I know how to do, I can tell you that not much. Exactly. Like I'd be willing to pay Netflix like of kilns. Paying, paying the potter to yeah. to to do a monthly right burn a monthly firing of, of stuff. Yes, like I, I'd be happy doing that. Sure, that's neat though. And, and it would maybe pay for the the hydro too. I, I imagine that uses a lot of electricity. Yes, yeah. I imagine a great deal of electricity. So um. It's Andrea's? Like she already owned this and she or she I told her, Andrea, there's a kiln that restore. It's two hundred dollars. Oh she went and bought and it? She got it for one hundred and fifty. Okay. So you know, like and mean in the meantime she learned how to make pottery just fire pit burning. Right. <laughs> the ancient way. The ancient way. <laughs> <laughs> she made her own little pots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She likes going kayaking on the river, taking photos. Right. Fishing, eating her fish, and firing some pots. Like she she wants to live outdoors and Yes. With nature and yeah, sort of, of like, like a Mennonite kind of thing. <laughs> An yeah. urban, modern, wild person. <laughs> she likes that. Yeah, whatever you're into. I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody, so I don't want to live like that, but she wants to. That's great. And she makes her artwork, and then she sells in big galleries in Toronto and Vancouver. So she has her urban yeah. uh, fix. 28,000 a piece, yeah, right? Like she's, she's, 
like the Renaissance woman. There you she go. Just, she can just very self-sustaining. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's no you. You're awesome. So uh, let's see, the Battlestar Galactica Do Your Job count is up to 26. Yes. Almost on season three. Mm-hmm. Got three in one episode last night. Do your job. And, uh, the term is over. I forgot to mention the term's over. I have submitted all my marks. I just have to read the honors thesis, the honors theses of my two students and give them a mark, um, to, like to the course coordinator. Uh, I think they both did pretty well, probably, because I've, well, I've seen earlier drafts, obviously. And uh, so that's kind of neat. So the next big thing is convocation. I have one more trip to Toronto on Council of Ontario University, and then I'm done with it, mm -hmm. which I will miss because I like COU. I just don't like the traveling, um, even though it's just one plane. <clears throat> but I. I uh, I don't like being away too much, but it's only usually it's only twenty odd hours. So one time I think the record minimum was nineteen hours. What's away? But yeah, so that's about it. Oh, and then uh, I guess we should if we can officially announce. I think that Isabel's coming to MMPR this year. Oh yeah. And she's bringing. Uh, with the, the plan is we will bring the paintings of podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll be there. I, I have five paintings. I stopped at five. Yeah. I wanted to make some, to paint some women podcasters, but I started another project. Uh, that, that, that the window, the window of, of painting podcasters passed. And I have my, my series of five that I'm happy with. Right. And I'm on to the next thing now. So, yeah. We're, I, I made uh, two with Bob in it. Nice. One is with you. Yeah. You, you're talking. Um, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's the photo is the podcast that I listened to, but it was a New Year's podcast. No, that wouldn't be the same photo. Yeah. I, um, I I listened to the podcast while painting yeah. with you and Bob talking. Yes. <coughs> and uh, Anthony, but yes. um, Anthony is not so much into this painting. Right. Then the other one uh, with Bob uh, is a photo of Anthony and Bob. Yes. And Bob's in the top left corner, and then all the other podcasters are underneath. Right. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six podcasters in that oh, wow. one painting. Nice. And Jonathan is at the bottom. Right. So there's like Bob and Anthony. Yeah. Mark and what's his name? Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Bruce Murray. Yeah. Uh, Michael Musial. Yeah. And Jonathan. And I'm, I'm, that one is not quite finished. I'm still working on the abstract painting in there. Okay. So I have That's to cool. finish that and then we'll be good. Awesome. Yeah. All right.
summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me all summer long. We sang a song and then we strolled that golden sand. Two sweethearts and the summer wind. Like painted kites, those days and nights they went flying by. New beneath the blue umbrella sky. Then softer than a piper man, one day it called to you. I lost you. I lost you to the summer wind. The autumn wind and the winter winds—they have come and gone. And still the days, those lonely days—they go on and on. And guess who sighs his lullabies through nights that never. Friend, the summer wind, the summer wind, warm summer wind, the summer wind.